Thank you for joining us. It's our mission to restore hope and make a positive difference in your life today. Remember to hit subscribe so you can be the first to know when we release new content. Let's go now to today's message. The Word of God in the book of Ezekiel, chapter number 44, verse 15, says, But the priests, the Levites, the sons of Zadok, who kept charge of my sanctuary, and you can keep that lightly, it might motivate me to finish quicker. The sons of Zadok, who kept charge of my sanctuary, when the children of Israel went astray from me, they shall come near me to minister to me. They shall come near me to minister to me. And they shall stand before me to offer to me the fat. Somebody say the fat. That's kind of funny to say, isn't it? But let me tell you something. God wants the fat. He wants the blood. The Bible says there's power in the blood of the Lamb. And the word of my testimony. The extravagant ways of God where he's come through for us. He wants your praise from that. Come on somebody. He wants the fat way that he brought you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And his redeeming blood restored you and brought forth restoration to your place. Your space. Your home. He says... Bring to me, before me, that to offer me the fat and the blood, says the Lord God. They shall enter my sanctuary, and they shall come near my table to minister to me, and they shall keep my charge. Let's say that last line together. And they shall keep my charge. Say, Lord, help me keep your charge. Lord, help me to stay near to you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to try to get through this quickly. I have a lot, and I, and I was, honestly, I had decided I wasn't going to, to stay on this anointing, this, but I believe this is a mandate. Not just for this house, but for the body of Christ as a whole. And if you look back, it's interesting how this service, I want you to think about what God has done in this service because it's been a prophetic flow since the first note that, that took off tonight. God is moving. God is speaking to His people. God is activating in His people. And He is bringing us to a place of alignment. How many can see that? There's an alignment that's taking place in the body of Christ. Now, don't get in your flesh mindset right now. I want you to stay right here in the flow, right here in the Spirit. Who's going to do that? Because the Bible says here that, that Ezekiel, if you go back just a little bit before this passage, this verse of Scripture, you can see that Ezekiel entered into the place of God, the sanctuary of God. There's two words that were mentioned in the Scriptures. The two words are, listen to this, this is I, I'm, honestly, I'm overwhelmed right now because the two words are the house and the sanctuary. And we, we ask ourselves, what does that mean to us tonight? God is prophetically declaring it, gave, giving uh, me, thank God, because I felt this almost just this, I, almost like an explosion on my belly. 
that I could not even move there for a moment in worship. Because the sanctuary was the place that they came for His presence. The sanctuary was the place of the golden altar. It was the place of presence. I want you to say this with me. His sanctuary is His place of presence. But it also talks about the house. How many knows the difference in that? The house there is a representation of you. So individual houses are coming to a place of His presence. Ah. That's why we say tonight, God, make me a house of prayer. Because if I'm a house of prayer, I'm coming from a place of prayer into His presence. This is what God is saying. Ezekiel, in the place he's using these words, he says, the sanctuary, the sanctuary, speaking of the golden altar, the presence of the Lord, and the house representing the people. Come on, somebody say, I'm the house. I'm the house. And many were entering into this place, and he said, I want you to mark them. He said, I want you to watch them. And listen, again, we can go back to these two priesthoods that we talked about this past Sunday, because let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen, in every church across America, there are two priesthoods rising up. There are only two kinds of people. Those who are on his side and those who are not. There's a priesthood of Zadok and there's a priesthood of Abathur. There's a priesthood of self-centeredness and there's a priesthood of surrender. And he said, I want you to watch every house. Because, yes, there were people who were diligent in their surrender to God. There were people who were humbly bowing and submissive to the presence that they were walking into. But then there were also another side of people that was entering into a place of consecration. There was an argument of spirits that would come into the place of His presence. There was a people that would enter in and they would walk in like today. And listen, ladies and gentlemen, those who are full of demons need to be in His presence. But you better not let them activate on the platform of my house. God is saying right now that it's time to align. I'm going to say that again. God is saying right now, if you want to see the fullness of what he wants to release, it's time to push your agenda aside, and it's time for the body of Christ, every person that is under the sound of my voice, it's time to align. God is looking for us to take the fat for it to be watered cleansed, burned, purified. He's only coming after one person, the body of Christ is going to ascend into the heavens. The bride of Jesus Christ is going to ascend into the heavens. And the Bible says that when it comes, when the wind of God comes to pick you up and take you out, He's coming after a holy people. Come on, somebody. 
Now I, I can see it. I can see the devil working. Well, you laid hands on them because they needed to be cleansed. That's not why I laid hands on them. I laid hands on these musicians to activate a fresh anointing upon them because where we're going, we're going to need a fresh touch from heaven. I'll just knock every devil out right now. And here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. We are going into a place of the golden age. God has been speaking of a season that we're going in. He says it's the golden hour. Why? Because on the golden hour is the presence of God. The golden hour is the provisions of God. And for us to receive the fullness of what God wants to do, most importantly for us to release from the place of receiving what He is releasing, we have to be at a place where we first see His presence. We have to be at a place that Ezekiel in chapter number uh, in chapter and number 44, and we see in verse 4, when Ezekiel looked into the glory of the Lord filling the house, the Bible said that he fell on his face. All throughout Scripture, we can see that when the glory of the Lord, there are many places in Exodus, in all through Scripture, we can see in the Old Testament that the glory of the Lord would hover over a place and they could not even sometimes enter into the sanctuary. They would lay out in the pavement before that they would enter in. But I need you to turn to somebody and say, they saw the glory. This is important, ladies and gentlemen. They fell on their face. Ezekiel needed the glory. Let me just say it like this. He needed to see the glory of God before he could see the people of God. The only way that we can effectively deal with dilemma, with situations, with the circumstances of life, to be effective in the day and hour that we are living in, it must come from the lens of God's glory. It must come from the indescribable brilliance of His presence. How many knows His presence is indescribable? If you weren't, if you don't, where were you a few minutes ago? His presence is indescribable. And when He comes and shows up, there's things that are abnormal. He's a mysterious, majestic God. And His presence is tangible and it's real. But we have to see His glory before we can effectively minister to His people. We don't have to have some kind of humanistic conversation or debate, but rather, how many knows that it's time in the day and the hour that we are living in that we need a revelation and a manifestation of who He is, who He was, and who He came to be. I don't need some humanistic fleshly thing anymore. We've had enough of that. We've had enough of waving this and doing that and tossing and turning and doing jumping jacks trying to get God to do something. But God is saying we need the revelation of a loving Savior. We need the revelation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We need the revelation of the truth that will set us free. And it only comes in His glory. It only comes when you have been sacrificed. It only comes in times of tribulation. The Bible says tribulation worketh patience. Patience brings about my experience. And is that experience <laughs> that gives me hope? 
So it's the tribulations that works patience and patience experience and experience hope. So revelation's going to come from our tribulation. Come on, somebody. Revelation's going to come from my sacrifice. If there's no sacrifice, there will be no supernatural things manifested among us. If there's no surrender, we might as well put everything up. We might as well rock Ichabod over the door. But God is looking for a people who will push self aside in order to walk into his spirit. God is looking for pursuers of his presence. And if we pursue his presence, the Bible said that in his presence, in his presence, the Bible said that that darkness flees in his presence. How many knows when the light shows up, darkness is dispelled? The Bible said that everything hidden in the place is brought to the light in his presence. Bondages are broken only in his presence. A spirit of heaviness is replaced with a garment of praise. How many came in here maybe weighed down with something, but once the worship got going, that garment, that spirit of heaviness began to fall off of you. Why? Because you didn't just minister to the Lord when you got here. You know how to do it at your house. You know how to turn it up in your car. I need somebody right now, wherever you are, give God a personal praise. I can tell a Zadok just by looking at you. I can tell how you praise him at home, how you praise him in the sanctuary. The personal is just practice for the corporate. Come on, somebody. And we're just warming up down here for what we're going to do up there. I wish I had somebody understand that I may not be able to dance too good down here, but when I walk on streets of gold and I see gates of pearl, you're going to see a country boy do a jig, and it's going to be a Holy Ghost spell like you've never seen before. God wants flesh washed and burned from sin. I'm going to say it again. God wants your flesh washed and burned from sin. Why? Because he loves you enough to burn your flesh. He loves you enough to resurrect sin. Because there can be no resurrection until there's an enlightenment in the, the enlightenment of where you are. There's no resurrection power without your choice to surrender. Mm. There's no resurrection power without your choice to surrender. Guess what? God gave you a power. He gave you a power to choose. And right now, you can choose to get in or you can make your mind just go wherever you want to go tonight. You can go to your favorite TV show. You can go to your favorite knowledge and wisdom on the internet. But I don't know about you. I see a people in this house that showed up because you're ready for God to show out. You're ready for God to move. You're ready for God to send an outpouring of his spirit on sons and daughters. You're ready to see people saved. But it's our choice. We can have the right intentions and make the wrong choice in the season that God's given us to activate his authority. Somebody say, manifest your glory. Just lift your hands and worship him right now. I'm trying. It's real hard tonight. 
Come on, tell the Lord He's supreme in this place. Come on, your glory is supreme in this place. Your glory is supreme in this place. Your name is above every other name in this place. We don't want a dead system. Ichabod ain't over this door. Come on, somebody lift your hands. Come on, somebody raise your voice. Somebody shout glory. Come on, somebody. I'm tired of a silent church. Come on, somebody. God needs a noisy church in this hour. God needs to hear the rattle of revival in this hour. Are there any dead bones that can feel the wind of God upon you? That's what he wants to hear, sir. That's what he wants to hear, ma'am. Because your thank you, Lord, is greater than anything you could accomplish in your natural mind. Your, your hallelujah is greater than any force that you can do with your natural abilities. It's better than your talents. It's better than your gifts. When you give him praise, the Bible says he inhabits your praise. We've had enough Abathur. He's looking for Zadok. He's looking for a warrior priest. Let me tell you something. When an Indian gets ready for battle, they're sitting around the fire making sounds. They're making preparation for the win. I'm looking for somebody to understand that when you stir yourself up, you're getting ready for battle. When you stir yourself up, you're getting ready to fight principalities and powers against Somebody going to have to pray for your pastor. This one. That one's doing okay. I'm overwhelmed. We got to quit talking about it and start demonstrating it. <laughs> Come on, somebody. I said, we got to start demonstrating it. No, I'm waiting on you. Come on, I'll give you some more word if you'll give him some more praise. I, I've not changed since the first day I stepped on this platform. I want you to praise him more than I want you to do anything else. Because when you praise him, that's when walls fall down. He can't stop a praiser. He can stop your pity party, but he can't stop your praise. I, I'm looking for somebody who will give him glory. Rather than grumble, it's time to give him glory. Come on, somebody. Do it with a smile on your face. Do it with the joy of the Lord. Come on. He's been with me all the steps of the way. If it had not been for the Lord on my side, I would be in a devil's hell. But thank God for the cross of Calvary. Thank God for the blood that is shed run down Calvary's tree. Spoiled right there on the spiral, spiral down on the ground. And that ground is crying out right now and saying, redeemed is my people.
It's spilled out and poured out. Can anybody else hear it? I'm telling you, there's something different happening tonight. Something different. Everybody watching, go ahead and hit that share button. Revival just took off in Hendersonville, Tennessee. Come on, somebody. I said it just started happening. Why? Because some personal revival showed up tonight. For a corporate explosion. Yeah, come on, keep it stirring. Come on, keep it flowing. I, I, if, even if it's just a silent Jesus, even if it's just a silent hallelujah, God can still work with that. But if you keep your mouth closed, every devil will take you out. But if you got a sound on the inside of you, if you can release a whisper, silence is your defeat, your sound is your victory. Somebody give God praise for the supernatural forces of heaven. Woo, come on. Somebody called this the Touchdown Jesus Church a long time ago. I like it, it fits. Come on, they can get a ball through a field goal. Somebody lift your hands up because the victory is in your lifting. The victory is in your surrender. Come on, some nothing can go through. But if you can lift your field goal, he'll give you some extra points. If you can lift your field goal, he'll give you a touchdown. Come on, somebody. If you lift your field goal, if you lift your surrender, he'll surge the supernatural forces of heaven into the gates of hell. And he'll show you what's already been done. My goodness. Give his voice. My God, give his voice a sound. Caleb, if I don't use my voice, his voice cannot be heard. My God. I'm looking for somebody to give his voice a sound. My God, how many knows every personal revival sounds different? When you see revival, you can speak from revival. Elijah saw it, then he spoke it. Actually, he heard it, then he spoke it, then he saw it. Can you hear the voice of God? If you can hear the voice, it doesn't stop there. you got to say what you hear. 
If you can say what you hear, it'll manifest in front of you. This is not my notes. Ezekiel saw the glory. And then he could see the people. He couldn't discern until he saw. If we don't go from glory, we'll be critical and cynical. But if we come from glory, we can be discerning of spirits. And let me tell you something. If you don't come from glory, don't you dare try to operate like you in the spirit. Listen, I'm not condemning. This is much for me as it is for you. I'm just being a mouthpiece right now. His mouthpiece. Ezekiel 44, moving on, 15. He said, there's a priesthood rising up. It's the priesthood of Zadok. Ithamar. Somehow, we don't know how, I don't know how. If you do, you can help me figure that out. But somehow it transitioned. What was, should have been Eleazar's line, Ithamar, there was some kind of transition that took place. And Ithamar is the line that brought forth Eli. And that Eli line of self-centeredness, of flesh, entered into what should have been Eleazar, what should have been Zadok. And people will begin to be deceived. Abathers that walked in together with Zadok. They experienced the Let me just say it like this. They experienced the same moves of God. They saw the same miracles. Would it be, wouldn't it be disturbing? It should be disturbing to our spirit to start right but in wrong. And we see that Abathar missed it. I don't want to be an Abathar. I don't want to miss it at the end of my journey. Come on, somebody. What if we shouted all the way to the end and missed it? But thank God because there was a Samuel that could hear the voice of God even even before he knew what it meant. He heard the voice of God. The Bible said before the light went out in the, in the presence of God, there was a Samuel who was faithful to God. He was dedicated to God by a Hannah who was an intercessor. And because of that dedication unto God, he was surrendered to his spirit. And the Bible says that he heard from God. Why did he hear from God, Brian? Because he ministered unto God. He wore the ephod. My God. Before he even knew what he was doing. How many grew up in this? Before you even knew what gifts of the Spirit were, they were stirring inside of you. You're laying up among a, a people, a people amongst a people, and there was a Zadok on the inside of you, and you wanted to live true, and you wanted to live pure, and you wanted to live holy. You didn't even know why. You know why, Brother Jim? It was his presence. 
Because once you've experienced the true, pure, unadulterated presence of an almighty God, there's no fix this world has. There's no drug that can compare to it. There's no drink. can compare to his presence. God said, he told Ezekiel, he said, there's a priesthood. You may be seated in the presence of God. He said, there's a priesthood of the sons of Zadok. This was what was, but I want you to understand it is what he is. God is saying, I'm raising a holy remnant who've decided to stay true, who, have, who are saying even now in your spirit and in your heart, your heart's yearning to say, God, help me be blameless. Help me be committed. Help me be consecrated. Help me be pure. You're like that people where the king said, go back, take the presence back. Watch what God would do. That's on the inside of you. I'm going to send the presence toward that situation. You know why? When you see the presence, you can send the presence. I'm going to send the presence to that sickness. I'm going to send the presence to that marriage. Isn't it amazing that we have the presence, but we send our word instead of his word? God is looking for us to release what He can do, not what we try to do. The Bible said that Jesus, in many occasions, one that we talk about all the time with the centurion, He sent His word and healed them. Wouldn't it be amazing, ladies and gentlemen? That we could send his word. Like in Corinth's house. Come on, somebody. I, I'm, I'm off the notes now. Is this all right? Like in Corinth's house. That Peter preached the word, and as he was preaching, people were being filled with the Spirit. They were being saved as the preaching was going on. No, y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying. They were being saved by the word. We can be saved by the Word. It's only by the Word. He that comes to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder to those who diligently seek Him. If I seek Him, I'll find Him. But I got to hear Him before I seek Him. If I never hear him, I won't know what I'm looking for. But he's looking for you when you're not looking for him. And so the Bible says that this Zadok royal priesthood, the heir of salvation, they are rising up in this hour. We talked about 1 Samuel, the unknown man of God, who came to Eli with a prophecy. And I want you to understand that in the Old Testament, just as I was talking about, there's types and shadows that speak to where we are. But how many knows it doesn't only speak to where we are, it speaks to where God is directing us. Yeah. 
It speaks to where we're going. There are types and shadows in the Old Testament. Uh, it's, it's in, uh, if you will, it's contained in the Old Testament. The New Testament is contained in the Old Testament. It's the New Testament contained. The, this revelation revealing two different priesthoods is very relevant for the times that we are living in because it shows us that even in the sanctuary, there's, two, there's the wheat and the tare growing up together. It shows us that the enemy's working, but how many knows greater is he who's inside you? It's greater than flesh. It's greater than a compromising spirit. I don't care how much you're tempted. I don't care how much the enemy pulls on you. Greater is he is in you. And it's greater than the compromising ways of Eli. It's greater than the flesh that's pulling you out of the will of the Father. Let me tell you something. Tap into the greater and you'll never be tripped up by the enemy. Tap into the greater and you'll never be tripped up by a mindset that's carnal. Tap into to greater and you'll start seeing the dimensions of heaven it's the resources of heaven that God wants to release to a people and too long the priesthood of the dead dried up ungodly unholy un, uh, the deluded cursed uh, uh, abominable Babylonian church is has been raising up there has been a, a people that's been raising up that's been very wicked they have uh, spoken words from a wicked place from a dirty place I'm talking about people in the house of the Lord listen uh, uh, Phineas and, and, and uh, what's his name The two sons of Eli. Hophni. Phineas, thank you, Holy Spirit. Phineas and Hophni, they were operating, listen, in the house of God. How can people who don't even know God operate in the house of God? Because there's two priesthoods rising up. You're getting ready to see it. One's going to be cut off. There's another rising up. The people who come to play church, they're going to be cut off. The people who want to be the church, they're going to rise up. Abathar's going to be cut off. But there's a Zadok anointing that's going to raise up. There's a Zadok anointing who cares about the presence. There's a Zadok anointing who, 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 who establishes the presence of God in their house. There's a Zadok anointing who wants nothing more but to be in the presence of God. There's, there's a David on the inside of a Zadok because the heart of the king is in the heart of the priest. There's a priesthood that is going to do radical exploits, a remnant ready for exploits that will follow the pattern in the heart of the king and they will shine forth in God's goodness, in God's grace, in God's glory from a pure place, from a personal place. From a personal place. From a place of your house. When God is important in your house, you just wait what's going to happen when you get to His house. Come on, somebody. When you do like a Moses and you go into your house as a sanctuary, 
you start anointing everything and separating it unto God. That includes everything that's of your sons and your daughters. If we don't do it, we're going to wind up like an Eli. We got to be okay with correcting the people we love. Guess what? There's times I need to be corrected. And guess what? I have a wife that does a great job. Everybody stand to your feet. I, I don't know what I'm doing. You ask the question, how? Choice. When Satan fell and took a third of the angels, it was choice. When he fell, he choice. We choose to take our eyes off of God. And we start building our own kingdom. Each and every one took their eyes off of him and started building self. That's it. That's it. This is going to sound weird, Jeff, and correct me if I'm wrong. But we got to stop ministering to them. We got to stop ministering to them. That sounds weird, doesn't it? Please hear that with spiritual ears. Yes. Jesus, once he spoke to them and they heard the word and they rejected him, he said, Do one thing knock the dust off your sandals and go on. Why? For the ones that haven't heard, let them hear. What the Spirit is saying to the churches. Let them hear. Here's, here's, here's all of this service in a nutshell. Is everybody listening? I hope that you are. Here's this service in a nutshell. Let's just wrap it all up. If you'll come in here with the mentality to minister unto Him, God will do the rest. If I can get to him, he'll get to them. Ah. <laughs> Woo! Come on, somebody. Lift your hands toward heaven. Let's just worship for a moment. I, don't, I, I just love what he's doing. I don't even care. Do y'all care? Are y'all good this, tonight? I want you to start coming into this house with praise. Start coming into this house with a worship. Start coming into this house with a hallelujah. Listen, I know that we are the church, but this is a sign to His house for this place and for this territory. This is His sanctuary. This is His place. This is a holy place. And we need to start coming and acting as such that it's holy. And worshiping Him in spirit and in truth. And if we'll worship Him, He will minister to them. Are you hearing me right now? If we'll worship Him in spirit and in truth, He will start healing the sick. If we'll worship Him and glorify Him. Can I teach something right now? Listen, the next time God is performing miracles in this house, continue to glorify Him and watch more miracles manifest among us. Come on, somebody. We got, stop, we got to stop being spectators and start participating in worship.
It's our focusing on Him that manifests the glory in the kingdom of God among us. Not watching them. Now watch this. Joshua, when he carried the ark, he told him, he said, I love this wording too. He said, go after it. Woo! Turn in Abram, tell him, go after it. Now it's very important that we understand go after it and what that's saying. He didn't, he's not saying going after the priest. He's saying going after the presence. Ah. We got to stop going after priests and go after the presence. Come on, somebody. Come on, the devil wouldn't have his way if we go after the presence rather than going after man. We go after God. If we get a touch of God, God will change the man. Tell them again, go after it. Come on, slap three people high five right in the midst of pandemic and tell them go after it. Here you go, Brian. I'll do it. I'll do it right here. Go after it. Go after it. Go after the presence. Somebody say, go after the presence. Not the priest, the presence. Not the priest, the presence. But I want you to understand, make sure the, pre- make sure the priest is carrying the presence. Because you'll get in a mess real quick if the priest ain't carrying the package and the power of the kingdom. And let me tell you something. In this hour, we got to have a personal relationship so we know what the priest is packing. If we don't go after the presence, we'll follow the wrong priest. But if we'll follow the presence, we'll follow what the priest is carrying, which is his holiness. Zadok leaders are rising up in this hour. And God, help me to be a Zadok that leads your people correctly. You know what? Stretch your hands toward this this priest right now and just begin to pray. Because I never want to lead a person astray, not one time. God, let me carry your presence. That's my heart. Raise up leaders, God of Zadok. Raise up leaders, God, who understand with their assignment, God, is responsibility. Who understand with their assignment, God, is separation. Who understands with their assignment, God, we got to come out from among them. God, I want to be yours. Come out from among them. Who would say I'm coming out from among them right now? As priest of your home, just lift your hands and say, Lord, I'll come out from among the Abathar. I'll come out from among the, the Eli. I'll come out from among the church of agenda. I'll come out from among the corrupt ways of the tear. 
Give us your presence. In your presence is everything we need. Can I be real with you? That coming out from among them, I want you to understand, is very important for a leader. Because if I'm with them, uh, this is, I hope you can catch this because I don't mean this prideful in any way. But if I'm among them, I can't reflect him. Moses had to come out from among them. When he come down, he was different when he come down because he reflected who he represented. He reflected who he's in relationship with. I just say this to bring a little bit of understanding. God wants us to reflect Him. So we have to come out from among them. Let's go back to the start of the service. Find us a personal place of prayer in our house. And when you bring your house of prayer into His house, no, into his sanctuary. <laughs> when you bring your house into the place of the golden altar, in the place of his presence, I'm telling you, we're about to see things. Do you believe that? I'm not trying to convince you, but I'm trying to convince you. Because if you can go back home tonight and anoint every doorpost, anoint the utensils. That even the things you eat are blessed. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. My whole table's changing. I've made room for the presence of the king. <sighs> Lift your hands toward heaven. Zach, if you want to come. Becca, if you want to come. Team, if you want to come. I don't want to interrupt your worship, your personal worship. But I want us to go back to the altar song. I want us to go... Back to the house song. Because I believe it's very prophetic for this moment. And as you're coming, here's what I want to ask you to do. Boy, I've missed a whole lot of stuff. I'm sorry. God wants kings and priests to rise up. To Him be the glory, the dominion. <laughs> Revelation 1.6. Here's what I want to ask you to do. I know I did this Sunday, but I, I, I almost pictured this in my mind. 
I want to say this too before I close. In our live today, yeah, you can turn the other off. In our live today, boy, this has been unusual tonight. In our live today, Amanda began to, to, to prophetically say something. And she started to talk about the blood of Jesus. And she said, the blood of Jesus is going to push out the blood clots. I wish that, Brother Jeff, I wish you could see what I saw in my spirit when she said that. And I don't even know how to put it into words, the picture. But I saw the word come alive in a way probably I've never seen it before in my life. I literally saw limitations being pushed out. Barriers being pushed out. Cancers <laughs> being pushed out. And I saw like a blood vein, uh, the blood flowing through the vein, and the blood opened up almost as a valley, as you, as you will. It was coming down a, a, a hill, and it was opened up. And the blood of Jesus was flowing down through the valley place. And everywhere the blood touched, everywhere that this, this blood, uh, a representation of the new wine. Hallelujah. Isaiah talks about that Le Leviathan will be cut off. Hallelujah. Because the vine dresser is, is preparing a fresh new wine. And it's flowing down. And as it was flowing, there were things growing. Hallelujah. There was stuff, fruit coming off of limbs and, and flourishing. All I could see was just flourishing and things growing because of the blood that was flowing and there was no hindrance there was no clots in the way let's say it like this there was no religion in the way there was no carnal mentality in the way come on just lift your hands right now and I want you to worship him and I'm going to ask you as you are in a sign of surrender right now that as they begin to sing this song, make me a house. Allow His presence to come in, into your funnel right now. Allow a cleansing to come in, in right now. Allow the Spirit, the, the, those ingredients of the oil of God that only come by His blood because there's no activation of the oil without His blood. Let the redemptive power of God begin to come into your space and on you and in you. And as you're surrendered to heaven right now, I'm asking God to send forth the Zadok anointing upon you. I'm talking about a, a, a priesthood anointing that will keep you upright. There's another ingredient in the oil. It'll keep you meek. It's going to keep you humble. It's going to keep you cleansed. The ingredients of the oil is all wrapped and contained in the blood. As they begin to sing this song, and I want you, however you see fit, by the way of the Spirit, Zach, to press in. I, I need us to get in. I want us to get in. And here's what I want you to do. I want you, the Lord wants you. <laughs> I'm going to say it like that. Because it don't matter what I want, but the Lord wants you to make the choice to come out from among them. That's what I'm going to ask you. And I want you to come 
Not, not as a, we're going to come as a corporate expression, but I want you to find you a place of personal relationship. We're going to come to the table of the Lord tonight. And we're going to close this service with you at the table of the Lord ministering unto Him. The choice, listen to me, listen to me. Listen to me. The choice is yours tonight. The choice is yours. Because I truly believe that if you'll move on this word tonight, that God is going to release His fullness. Some of you say, well, I've been in this thing for a long time. I'm telling you, I, I hear me right now. It's a new season. <laughs> it's a new season. There's a fresh thing God is doing. But it's going to be up to us to make the choice in this moment. After the Word is released, there, He gives us an opportunity to move on the Word. And I want to ask you if you'd say, I am a part of the Zadok priesthood. I am a royal priesthood, an heir of salvation. And listen, thank God for the blessings that's coming. Hallelujah. He said the blessing is going to be going in and coming out. But that's not our focus tonight. My focus is, Lord, I surrender. My focus is I yield to you tonight. I give you glory. I give you praise at the table of the Lord. So, Heavenly Father, right now, God, I thank you for your power. I thank you for this moving of your spirit. I thank you for the peculiar move of the spirit. God, I thank you for what you're doing and stirring and what you've activated inside of us. God, I thank you for what you've done, God, at the start of this thing to the end. Even now, what you're doing, Father God. And Lord, I thank you for the spirit of God that will come from this place of personal relationship. God, I thank you for a fresh desire to go back into our house and create a space to make room for you. And God, when we come from our houses and we come from our place of worship into the place of worship, we are believing for revival. We are believing, God, for resurrection power to be among us. We are believing for miracles and signs and wonders. We are believing for creative miracles, Father God. And Lord, it's going to start in this moment of surrender. It's going to start in this moment of my choice to come to your table. We hope you enjoyed this word. If you would like to hear more messages like this one, please take a second and click the subscribe button. And for more information on our ministry, please visit us at rhctn.com.